Hey guys, I'm Darren. And I'm Cam. And welcome to Head and Heart 1313. What is up guys? I hope you guys are doing well today. Today is yet another wonderful wintry day in Minnesota. Yes, it's a great day in paradise. Good to be seen and not viewed. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. No, not being sarcastic. It is actually a nice wintry day. The the sun was kind of out a it little was, bit. It was pretty. It was starting to melt some of the snow. Yeah, it's like what the thirties. It's in the thirties, man. Which I don't know where you guys are listening to this in the world, but trust me, it's, in Minnesota, it's pretty warm. When it's thirty degrees. <laughs> that is a fantastic warm winter day. Absolutely. Well, this is the new year, it and is. I think we officially missed like the new year greeting but happy new year happy new year we hope you guys had a wonderful christmas and a wonderful uh new year absolutely um, i had a birthday she did my i don't want to say how old you are if you want everybody to know but I'm 38 guys yeah welcome <laughs> welcome to the club it is um feels no different than 37 right um, I will say that it was a little bit more sweet to have Ellie join us into the birthday celebration. We did a 21-day fast. Yes, we did. And I fasted off of sodas and sugary uh, sweets, and sweets candy. candy. And stuff. And my goodness, how sweet it was to have that cake. It was very delicious. <laughs> yes. Um, you got to have birthday cake on your birthday. So. And I also celebrated with, well, wait a minute, because you don't even like cake. I say you have to have it. I didn't say me. <laughs> Guys, he doesn't even like cake. <laughs> I don't. Um, so what is your birthday treat then? Me? Yeah. You know, I still like sweets. I like um, I like brownies. I love banana pudding because I'm a southern boy. I can't. Okay, so I'm not good at preparing brownies. And I don't, you think you are. I don't think that they are a good uh, substitute for cake. Well, you know, just don't add too many eggs. That's the, the problem a lot of people make. They okay. add too many eggs and it becomes like a cake. And nobody likes, well, at least I don't like brownie cake. Okay, so then what... What can I get you for your birthday this year? <laughs> you can give me brownies. Okay. But I could, I, you know, I, hmm, I do like pies. I like apple pie. You know what? We're not even Pecan going with the pie. Let me pie. tell you why we're not doing pies. Why are we not doing pies? Because I baked two... Um, no, 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 no. Don't go there. Oh, I baked two pies. When was It wasn't this past year. It was 2021. They asked me to bake pies. Was it pumpkin? It was pumpkin. And you know, we aren't even supposed to do pumpkin because we from the South. We supposed to do sweet potato. But my son grew up in Minnesota. So he's like, I want to try a pumpkin pie. I made two pies and nobody ate those pies. Now, are you trying to tell me those pies were disgusting? No, of course not. Well, actually, they did eat them. They couldn't finish them. I just, I, I'm sweet potato pie, man. You, a whole you said it pie yourself. went wasted. Man. I, I, they just wanted a taste. They didn't even really want a whole pie. So I'm not, to, I'm never making man, pies again. To my pumpkin pie eaters, I'm sorry, but pumpkin pie wishes it was sweet potato pie. I know. It's it's not trash, but it's definitely not sweet potato pie. It's not. Um, I stand by the eye down. And you. you know who makes good sweet potato pie? My Auntie Mary. Your Aunt Mary she makes does. good sweet potato pie. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to tell shout her shout out in this on podcast. I mean, she makes it, great, great sweet potato pie. Oh my gosh, and she would make a lot. Yeah, she usually does. She usually makes it for like the whole family doing Thanksgiving. So yeah. it's always really fun. So we need to make sure we get down there and mm-hmm. get some actual yes. sweet potato pie because I'm not making any more pie. Okay, so brownies for your birthday. Yes, yes, yes. I'm cool with that. You know what else I had for my birthday that was delicious? 
What did you have for birthday? That was delicious. Snickers ice cream. You did. You had the Snickers ice cream bars. I think I got everybody on the Snickers ice cream bar. And that was like the first time you had it in a long time. Yes. Because I remember when we were dating. Yes. You liked Snickers ice cream bars. Yes. I was always the um, strawberry shortcake guy. You were. Uh, ice cream bars. Those, yes. Those things. With the crumble things on the outside. Yes. You used to love those things. But you were a chocolate gal through and through. Yes, I am. Which is crazy because I don't even think you like Snickers like that. But you like no. Snickers ice cream bars. No, I don't. It's so weird and so random. We're going to get to the podcast, but I just wanted to, I mean, the subject of it, but I did want to say this very quickly. He mentioned something about when we're dating and today just so happens to be our anniversary. It is. This is 21 days of us being in each other's life in some way, form, and fashion, but that's our first time we started dating was in February 4th of 2020. No, I can't even say 2020. 2002. 21 years. 21 years. Yeah, you said days. I said days. You said days. You were probably thinking about the past. I was thinking. I thought I was thinking about the day that we started dating. Oh, That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Twenty-one years. We have been together. We have been. Hasn't that been heavenly? That's been the best years of my life. <laughs> yes, especially the latter part. The latter, yeah, yes. I know, right? I might have been a little bit of a knucklehead in the beginning. I mean, I don't think anybody has a flawless dating history. Nah. So. If you are, then you just lied. Oh, gosh. I'm just saying. Okay. All the spade to spade. Oh, my goodness. Well, today we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're talking about marriages and the, um, basically the view of marriage, uh, what we put out there to the public and what it really is in reality. Yes. You may be able to say it in a better way. You're better with words. I say that it's it's that I believe it's more along the lines of because I think we're all going to put something out into the public eye that's maybe not what it actually is. It's just the life of if everybody went out and they said and they did and they displayed everything that was going on in their lives. Who wants to see that? We always want to put on our, the, our best impression. Not that our best impression is a false. It's just you're on your P's and Q's, if you will. You're making sure that you're presenting yourself in the best way possible. And not that it's not reality, but sometimes you need to get to those uh, dirty, and I don't mean dirty in a bad way, but like those, those down, dirty conversations, just the nitty-gritty of the relationship sometimes. I feel like um, what we're discussing today is something that hopefully will like set a couple of people free Mm -hmm. um but also maybe just encourage people to heal and get the help that they need for their marriages i like the way you put that right well so that's what we're talking about like the optical illusion of marriage and like what it is illusion of marriage oh my god i told you a better word um (laughs) so just really just talking about what it is that we put out there to other people and how sometimes we prefer um the idea or what it looks like over actual healing for our marriage Mm -hmm. um the question that i have one of the questions uh that i have for you okay is because you're a pastor this is true do you feel that as a pastor as leaders that you have to mm, project a certain image of our marriage wow yes and no the yes part being you know when people are you know looking at you so a lot of times when you're in ministry in some form or fashion there's other people that are going to be looking up to you and trying to see what their marriage should be or what it can be 
And you want to make sure that you're portraying something that's healthy and something that they can latch on to, that they can have a goal, if you will, of saying, okay, this is um, a healthy outlook of a marriage, and this is how you know I want my marriage to look. Not to emulate them exactly, but just, again, an example of what a healthy marriage looks like. However, what the problem that comes in with that is that it can put you under so much pressure to try to seem perfect at all times, uh, to try to make sure that, you know, that you don't, you know, put problems out there. And I think sometimes that can actually be really, really good for people to see, to see that even though, you know, you have ministers or people who, you know, do the Lord's work, if you will, and are in the ministry, that they still have some, some challenges that other people have as well. And that Satan still attacks them as well. But this is how you can get through it. This is how you can overcome it, that it doesn't have to define your marriage and it doesn't have to be the end of it all in any I think you said something that's so important that um, I want to point out Um, when you you said that Satan still comes to attack you and I think that that's so important because oftentimes as believers come to Christ or new believers we think that now we're saved yeah Um, you know the attacks the addiction the um, struggles should leave or they shouldn't be as prevalent. It's, it's, a, it's an actuality, you know, no. thing, yes. right? And so when we don't, as pastors, mm-hmm. portray or let people know that, no, this is something that I still struggle with mm-hmm. or something that I have uh, struggled with or something that came up, I think we can sometimes portray that image that once you come to Christ, that all of this stuff um, falls off of you. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to fall off of your marriage. And if it hasn't fallen off of your marriage, or if you're still having issues, you're doing it wrong. Or you're like, you're not really in Christ or this, that, and the other, right? Yes, that's so good. And I I think for us as Christians, or especially if you are in ministry, but mostly if you're just, you know, a married Christian person, you you say yes, you are. Transparency is so freeing. It really is. It's very freeing. And if in order for us to be transparent, well, not in order for us, but when we are transparent as married people amongst other married people and we can say, hey, we all struggle with this. It just really puts to bed the lie that the enemy feeds you when he said when he says to you that you're the only couple going through whatever it is that you're going through. Yes. You're the only couple struggling with this. And that's a lie of the enemy. When we're transparent with, with other people and saying, hey, you know, man, even your pastor or even people in ministry or people that you you know, seem to hold in high regard right. still struggle with right. some of these same issues, it can put that to bed to say, okay, it's not just me. It's something that Satan is attacking everybody with. And if they can get through it, then so can I get through it as well. And then it just allows you to have that community you know, with people to where you can kind of work it out and they can speak into your life with that as well. But instead of just letting Satan speak to you and make you think that, oh, your marriage is crap and you guys are failing because you can't beat this. You know, so here's my question. I have another question for you in regards to being transparent. Do you think that even in transparent, like how do you balance transparency mm-hmm. with still, because it, let me let me preface it by saying mm-hmm. some people, you can be open and you can say, well, I am struggling with this or this is something that I've struggled with in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And then people, I can't believe he said that. I can't believe he's struggling with that. I don't want to listen to him anymore because, you know, seriously. Oh, that's fair. You know, because um, 
So how do you balance being transparent and not falling to oversharing or oversharing, but okay. but more of like falling to the idea that you could then be canceled or shunned from the church or something like that? Um, yeah, like how do you balance that? I think a lot of prayer and the Holy Spirit is going to help you out with a lot of that. You have to one um, recognize that it's your testimony. And if somebody doesn't receive your testimony well, then that's kind of on them and you have to be okay with that. And you have to allow the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and discernment of what to share and what not to share and who to share it with. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to be ready for that conversation. Some people are going to really, really appreciate your transparency. That's good. There's going to be some people who may not be mature yet for that conversation. They might not be there in maturity wise. And that's okay. And that's where you can, you know, rely on the Holy Spirit to hopefully give you the guidance of what to share and what not to share. And if you do overshare at some point and some people have that, you know, um, they feel that way about you. They oh, they don't want to you know, listen to you no more. Or they think that, oh, if you're struggling with this, then how can you be this? Then okay. Then then you just honestly give them back to God and say, okay, God, then I'm not the right person for this person. Send them to the right people that can minister to them the right way. But also, Holy Spirit, continue to minister to me because I'm not a perfect vessel. And if we, um, if we also stop portraying ourselves as people who are, you know, perfect or have it all together, then hopefully, some of these people who may feel that way won't go into it holding us in that high of a regard to feel like that we can't struggle. I think that's so good. I think we need one community a safe space that's one of the things that you talked about safe you space is really good. to be able to openly talk about these things we do need to um have transparency i think we're going to do a podcast on this but transparency doesn't break trust no. between you and your spouse um that's good because you can share some things but remember when you're sharing about your marriage you're sharing about two people correct so you guys have to be in agreement on what you share exactly and Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then you also um, just have to be in prayer. And, and I love I love how it kind of puts it back on us too. Uh, even with us that are in leadership, but we still have other people that we look up to or people that we follow or are mentored by, we still have to not treat them like, they can't they don't have any flaws yes we have to grace people and allow them in fact i believe if if we did allow people to be human mm-hmm. and flawed the way that they are and grace them in the sense that we can that we could um that one they would feel more open yes to talk about the things that they have struggled with or the things that they presently struggle with yep that in itself would protect leaders from falling from grace. Absolutely. That's what I meant when I said that um, transparency is freedom. It yeah. really is freedom freedom for you. You don't have to hold on and keep whatever this is a big secret or whatever like that. You can let it go and say, hey, this is what we're struggling with or whatever. Can you also pray with me? And then you also give people the ability to speak into your life, to um, believe with you in prayer as well. And you don't rob yourself of the, uh, the gift of them and their prayer and you also don't rob them of being able to share their gift with you or praying with you as well so absolutely we have to make sure that we are transparent and we're together and also when you said um about uh, being transparent and how you know it takes that off of, off of us in a sense 
Well, what I was thinking about was um, transparency and what it does with our marriage is the same way um, when we are trying to maybe witness to somebody or share the gospel to somebody. A lot of times you hear people say that they don't want to mess it up or they don't want to share in a bad way or what if they reject me. I think you have to put the onus back on God when you're trying to share it. So instead of us getting somebody saved, we put that onus on God and say, okay, it's God getting somebody saved. So to point it back to what we're talking about now, if I'm going to share my testimony or what we're struggling with, the onus is not necessarily on me for somebody to receive what I'm saying in the vein or the context I'm trying to do it as far as helping and being transparent. The onus is on God. Okay, this is my testimony. This is what you're bringing me and my wife through. And I hope that you use my testimony to bless somebody else's life and somebody else's marriage. Put that onus back on God to say, say, hey, I'm not going to share because somebody may take it the wrong way and somebody may not want to hear from me anymore. And I think that that, what you're saying is just so important to remember. We have to um, allow people to encounter God and not us, you know, because we are not like it's it's not. I I think I talked to you about this. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to. um, You were going into a counseling session with someone Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to uh, speak with the 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 lady. Yes. Um because Darren was counseling give you some background Darren's counseling the guy and I wanted to speak with the lady but she was not quite ready to talk Mm -hmm. and I remember sitting and like washing dishes and I just remember um, either I was washing dishes or I was in the shower one of the two places (laughs) because God speaks to me in those moments a lot Um, there's some water around it's usually water (laughs) Um, but I, I remember just thinking, man, I wish I could have just talked to her if I could just have a moment to speak with her and everything. And God like interrupted my whole thought process yeah. um, like a G. Um, and literally, right. And literally <laughs> just was like, okay, um, are you transforming hearts or am I? And he yep. just let me know like right then and there, they don't need to encounter you. They need an encounter with me. Amen. And so it really just helped me to understand that when we do share our testimonies when we are being transparent about our struggles when we are being open and we're allowing god to um to show himself faithful in our marriages yeah uh, and we're witnessing to other people they are encountering god through that and so i think i think the biggest thing is i want people to do it i want you to get the help that you need Mm. Stop settling for just the counterfeit. Stop settling for something that is not real, the image. Stop just looking to be seen as someone who has a healthy marriage and actually have a healthy marriage. You need that. Who cares if it appears that you guys... You know, like, and there are going to be some moments where, like, there are just some moments. Like, everybody don't need to know, like, we fought in the car five minutes before we got here. That is, like, half of marriages, okay? Yeah. That, that <laughs> is just, and, and usually it's over something silly. Of course. But if it's not over something silly, and it's something serious, something that you have been struggling with for months, go see a counselor. Yes. Get help. Get around community. Let someone in so you can be healed, so your marriage can be healed, so that you guys can move forward, so that you can you can progress into what God really wants for your marriage. Absolutely. Cuz yeah. he knows. 
Absolutely. You have to remember that although, although prayer is good and we all should be doing it because, uh, you know, we're very um, big on praying for yourself, praying for your marriage. But remember that the gift of people and the community that you have in your life, God uses them to speak to you. God doesn't do anything anymore on this earth, whatever, a lot of times where uh, without um, the uh, obedience of other people. Mm. So go see counselors. Go see somebody at your church. If, you, if there's a, a couple that you look up to, ask that couple, hey, can we talk? Can we have dinner or something together or whatever? And let them sow into your life. I promise you, you, you really will be blessed by that. A guy really does use people to bless us. Absolutely. And we, a small plug, we have a marriage community yes. on Facebook. You are welcome to join. Just look up Head and Heart 1313 on Facebook. But we are building a marriage community. Yes. We're trying to create a space where people can get information, where people can learn about some of the things that they didn't even know that they were struggling with. Mm -hmm. Will they have an opportunity to be transparent and say, hey, I need help with that. Hey, I would love prayer for that. Hey, this is what's going on. We we want to make ourselves available to help counsel those that need it, walk with you through the things that you're going through. That is, we are relational beings. Of course we are, yes. And we were made for community. We were not made to be alone, and you don't need to go through the marriage season without having someone there to guide, to encourage, yes, to help you see something. Because when you're only seeing the inside, yeah. you know, you can only see from your perspective. And somebody exactly. else, like, they could see and they could be like, that? that's what y'all fighting over? No. that's so small don't worry about that you know exactly the one person in the world that you really can never see is yourself yes so you need other people to kind of let you know exactly what's really going on and a lot of times people um god can use people to kind of say hey from the outside looking in it looks like you guys are struggling with this and it looks like you have this or you may or if you're saying something rude and you don't realize it's rude but somebody else can tell you say hey you know if i said that to my wife that wouldn't go well with me either (laughs) you know and just let them know that and it's the lie of the enemy that wants you to continue to keep up a facade yeah. and make it seem like everything is good and you have this perfect Instagram or social media marriage that everybody looks up to and it's not the case and we don't want to do that that's what we're talking about when we say the optical illusion of marriage we don't want you to have that appearance of having a good marriage but silently you're struggling yeah we that is so hard and I want to ask you that I got yes. like just a, <laughs> just two more questions that's fine um because I, I feel like really in this season, I want to I wanna speak to pastors and I want to speak to pastors' wives mm-hmm. because you are leaders and because oh, the enemy man. is yes. always coming to attack you and always trying to, because if you can get to the leaders of something, you can, they can affect, because what ha- happens with your marriage, it affects the other areas in your life. And so even so much as leaders or pastors within the church, you know, it can spill over into what it is that you're doing for the kingdom. So here's the question that I have. And um, I guess I just want to say, like, do you did you ever think do you think that some pastors don't speak up because out of fear, because it can affect their job like their other like the lead pastor or something like that. Let's just say you're the children's pastor. Okay. You're having marriage problems. Do you think that they don't go because they're afraid that the lead pastor is like, well, maybe you're not capable. 
-hmm. of doing this, which I don't think they would think that. But then again, I don't I don't know. I don't know what goes through lead pastors minds. 100 percent. I think that's the case. And the reason why is because I think that Satan attacks pastors and ministers uh, the hardest and the most. Because if you can get the pastor to start doubting, if you can get the pastor to have issues and want to hold secrets, then that would trickle down to the rest of the sheep that's under him or her as well. So absolutely, I think a lot of times they will hide that and they will not want to show what's really going on and not really be as transparent as they can be um, because they want to um, lead their sheep to know that, hey, you know, I'm somebody you can confide in, I'm somebody you can go to, and I'm built um, to be able to give you advice and things of that nature. And I think so strongly that if we are transparent, that will allow the sheep to say, hey, you know, I am a human. And, and if he's struggling with this or if she's struggling with this, but they're still depending on God to help them do that, then so can I. I can still depend on God as well. That's so good. That goes back to the whole, like, making it seem like once you come to Christ, you're perfect. Yes. And nothing, you know, so we don't want to portray that. We want to um, always point people back to Jesus and let them know that our dependence is solely on God. Absolutely. Um, And what he has... It, it puts things in proper perspective and people in a proper place. It takes the pastor or the minister out of the um, out of idolatry of being somebody's guy because that's what you're doing a lot of times. And unknowingly, you're putting a pastor in a place where you hold them in such high regard that you think that they're not human anymore, that they, they're uh, immune to the symptoms of life and the symptoms that Satan puts on marriages, and they're not. Guy is the only person who can really, you know, um, that's immune to that. Guy's the only person who can really help with that. And it just puts things in back in their proper place of having God be the top and then the pastor being under God and being um, not even second to God, no, <laughs> but no, just no. being in their proper um, place and yeah. not in idolatry. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's so important. And we and so bef- before we conclude, I want to talk about the church for a little bit. That's good. Um, we love the church. Absolutely love the My church. My question is, do you think the church does a good job of preparing people when it comes to marriage? I think that the church definitely has an area to improve with that. Um, I think I've heard, I can't, I forget who said it, but I believe a pastor, it might have been our pastor. It was our pastor. <laughs> yeah, that, that said If that, I know what you're saying. Well, I said it and you can tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That we prepare um, people for married to get married yes that was we don't really prepare them to stay married exactly he he, yes he said we show people how to get married but we don't show them how to be married yeah and that that is so key that is very key so you have um premarital um counseling classes which are key and everybody who is engaged should go to premarital classes they will save your life a lot of times they make you have a, a help you have a more foundation set for your marriage however after you get married though there should be, you know, or there can be a community that can be set up to have um, post-marital counseling, <laughs> you know, something like that where you can still have, you know, um, you it's, it's like this when you you don't just go to the doctor one time, right? You go pre you go periodically to get checkups. You don't take your car to get maintenance done one time. You take it over and over again periodically to get checked up to make sure everything's still running smoothly and everything's still going great. It's the same with your marriage. 
you should have periodic check-ins with people you trust mm-hmm. that you can say, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. I mean, they, they have, give them free reign to ask questions and kind of poke and prod you a little bit and open up doors that you may not even know um, need to be open to, um, to make sure that things are going well. Because a lot of times in marriages, you know, you can get into just the daily activity, yeah. daily life, and the, yeah, the, the minutiae, if you yeah. will, of just, yeah, the routine of just waking up and being married and doing stuff, and it becomes more of a business arrangement mm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. when people can really, like, you know, you get people, especially people who are walking with the Lord and people who have um, biblical wisdom, if you give them um, free reign and give them permission to say, hey, you know, every so often, you know, check in with me and my wife or me and my husband on our marriage, you will see that okay maybe this, we need to take more we need to um, look at this a little bit more and say okay maybe we have an issue here you know and it just gives you the right uh, not the right but gives you medicine if you will to take to make sure that everything continues to be good because you may not even realize that Satan's throwing you a, a curveball that you realize he was throwing you I think it's so important to keep that in mind one of the things that I, I believe we saw at one of the churches we were attending is that they didn't have that and so it was our desire to help build this ministry and we did yes we had our friends um alongside us and we came together and um as a as a team we built a marriage ministry yes um with the church to help bring couples together to talk about things that are not often talked about or not yes not often talked about to create this vulnerability in this space where you can talk about sex and you can talk about porn addiction and you can talk about financial issues and you can talk about like what it is that you're actually struggling with and so you can get help and you can find out you're not by yourself yes you found that statistic about you know couples that pray with each other and 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 is so we found out there that a lot of couples aren't praying with each other the way that they should be or or that we think they would be especially as christian couples and you when you have a space like that when you have a safe space and you can say hey this is why it's so important for you to pray with each other that gets you to thinking because you might not even realize it like say hey i pray every day but not realizing that it can be very important and very beneficial to pray with each other that's what these type of you know groups will help you with if you have enough people around you to point you back to God absolutely absolutely and honestly I feel like that is probably the heart of head and heart ministries it is wanting to help churches build up this community yes. that is so needed and, and a lot of churches have it but for the ones that don't yes I think it's important that they take time to see like this is something that is going to help a lot of people in your church. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, I feel like it just truly trickles down to all other ministries of the church as well. If you can have a church that has healthy married couples all throughout your church, think of all the mentors you can have for people who are engaged or newly married that can um, assist them as well. And think about the success of your church as well, because you'll have couples united yes. um, for the same purpose um, with serving God together, you yes. probably have more volunteers, yes. you have more faithful givers. Yes. Um, and you can do anything that the Lord puts on your heart to do if you have married couples um, that are joined together where there's no confusion and no strife between the two of them. And and, and what about the healthy families oh, absolutely. that come after that, the healthy children that come from under that? Darren and I yes. know what it's like. 
We do. To come from a family where the marriages were not good. Yes. Um, divorce, but on top of that, we saw the reason for divorce is because it wasn't a healthy marriage. Yeah. It wasn't a safe no, it wasn't. place um, for either of our, no. our moms, I'd say. Nope, and, and they also, I, just from my recollection, never had anybody they can talk to. No one to talk Any to. Christian people they could talk to at the time, at least, you know, that could really, you know, let them know what to do and pray for them for yeah. the situation as well. When things get hopeless, you need people around you that can pray for you and let you know that, hey, it's not hopeless. Um, that's not, that, that fear that you have, it's just false evidence appearing real. It's not a real thing. It's something that you can't come through as long as you give it back to God. Absolutely. And so, guys, I think that I think that's what we have to talk to you today about. We hope that you took this and you were able to receive something. You need a community. Yes. Find a community in your church. If you feel like God is raising you up to lead one and to start one, do that. Yes. If that is in your heart, that was what was in our hearts. It was. That was in our friend's heart. And that was the reason why we did it. Yes. And if you um, don't have a community in your church, you don't feel called to leave one, join ours. Absolutely. Head and Heart 1313 on Facebook. The group is open. You're welcome to join. Tell uh, others. Tell others about it. Um, don't be afraid to be transparent. Pastors, leaders, if this is some, if you're struggling, please get help in your marriage because you yes. need it. You need to be healed. Your marriage needs to be healed so that you can help other people around you. Do not suffer in silence. Don't think that just because you have pastor as a title, that that means that you cannot share with anybody. You are not alone. Ministry is not a lonely place for you. That is a lie. It is a lie. And if it is, it, and the idea that ministry is a lonely place is a construct from of, of our own creation yes. we did that we all of us leaders and pastors we did that we made it a lonely place because if we came together as couples in christ yes. and we were transparent and we were able to share then yes and, and remember that it's not just for you it's not just for you guys it's also for the people um, that are around you, people that are, are looking to you. It's for your children as well. It's not just for you. So the, de the decisions and that you make are not just about you. So when you go get help and when you go join the community, it's not just for you. It's not even just for your marriage. It's for your children and their future spouses. It's for those who are watching you and your marriage. You're giving them permission on, on what a healthy marriage looks like. It's not all about you, but it's going to help so many people around you as well, and people that are watching you. Absolutely. So don't don't continue to go forth putting on a facade, yeah, or or a fake marriage, if you will, if you will, and um, portraying it to people. Let's get real with each other, stay real with each other, and allow God to define your marriage. Amen. And allow God to give you the identity of what your marriage is supposed to be. Absolutely. And not what it seems like in any given moment. That is so good. Absolutely. Here we pray. Yeah. All right. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the words that went forth in this podcast. We pray, Lord, that ministers around the world who hear this and Christian couples around the world that hear this as well are just empowered, Lord, to trust you, empowered, Lord, to find community and empowered to go get help if they need help, Lord, that they won't feel ashamed, Lord, mm -hmm. um, of any struggles that they have, but they'll recognize that it's not just them. 
but these are tricks that the enemy gives all of us and not only the enemy but just life in general yeah. we throw our way lord god yeah that it's not just them that they can go out and that their marriages deserve um to make it that you're for their marriage you're not against their marriage lord god so i just pray right now for all those who are listening lord that you will bless them and just give them um the power and the encouragement lord to go forth and do and do the work that's needed, Lord, to put facades and fake appearances behind them, but make sure they're completely real about who they, what their marriage is, and who their marriage is in you, Lord. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we trust you. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.